All right, bro. You you ready to podcast? I am ready to do a podcast. Coming to you live from the Southwestern Bag Studio. Regular, regular shit here. This is the number one mixtape program on the internet. Niggas pod day. Goddamn, that nigga is ready. I'm in this bitch. Never will I wish you a Halle Berry. I'm in this bitch. If he's jumping in my vagina, he doesn't care what my shoes look like. I'm in this bitch. Negro, quit playing and come and get yourself dipped in this butter. You know what? Because you're such a good podcaster, Wes, you laid shit out so well to where today I didn't feel drained. Like today I felt fresh because we did things so yeah. well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not extremely drained, but it's, it's got my what wheels turning about around. the entire process. Like maybe a back to back isn't the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, well, let's figure it out right now. Absolutely. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Happy Friday. Happy Monday. Good morning. Good. E- do people listen to this in the evening? Maybe. I've never questioned that. Maybe maybe we're being heard over dinner. You never know. This is the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. We are happy to be here with you. We hope you are happy to be here with us. I'm happy to be here with my guy. Who is my guy? My <laughs> guy is West with no T. That's Forever Young 89 on Instagram. That's the motherfucking goddamn glue. That is Elmer Young. That is my motherfucking friend. And what's happening with that friend? Um, you know, I'm here back with the lights on at Southwestern Shakeback Studios. Um, mm-hmm. you know, put putting this pod work in, trying to trying to elevate the pod as we usually do every week. But you know, yeah, you just do a fine job trying that. to trying to do it a little bit different. Um, however, here with my guy across from me with the hottest takes in the United States, that is cat a K with two T's on the end of that thing. You can catch my man at catandcrunch.com where you can dip into the cereal shit. Or you can catch him. Uh, where the fuck do we want to go today? Um, I, I think we've been to Apple.com before. Uh, let's go to Bic.com forward slash dipped in butter program. Yes, let's go to Bic.com because I need a lighter. So I want y'all to go there and go ahead and get the lighter. Wow. Yeah, I mean. So go to Bic.com forward slash dipped in butter program. I'm sure you'll be able to find something there. You never know until you go. Um, but most and more importantly here each and every Friday or whichever day you decide is pod day in your life on the dipped in butter program, wherever podcasts are placed, because that's where we put this motherfucker at my nigga and yours what's popping. You know, you just uh, inadvertently put a divide right down the middle of this podcast, not even knowing it. When you said big.com, my mind went to pins, to writing pins. Well, that's I looked up and I have a big pin sitting right here. So that's definitely like the reference for sure. But off of your tongue, you said lighter because you're a real Absolutely. nigga and you smoke. And I, I just think that, again, this is me at the top of the show getting into Cat's mind early. But I think that is so interesting how like some word association plays like that. Like you say mm-hmm. big and of course you looked at the pen, but you said lighter. And I think right. most people probably think 
big is the strongest lighter, right? Like that's still the thing. Yeah, right? that's like, still like the lighter is the one have. you want them Absolutely. to hand you over the counter. Like, Absolutely. Like when I ask for a lighter, I play you if we give you the clear joint. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I ask for a lighter, I'm definitely asking for a big lighter, whether it be I big or have small. To say that to you. Yeah, whether it be big or small, I don't even care. Sometimes, like if I'm on vacation, I'm probably going with a small big lighter because I ain't really gonna travel. I'm not taking this back with me. I'm not taking this back with me. Yeah, I mean, but if I'm if I'm at the crib or you know if I'm out shot, I'm going to get the big lighter. You feel me? That's what I need. I don't need the crackhead lighter, affectionately known that way. Um, right. But that that's not for me because that's I don't like to flick that way. I, that sh- that shit hurts my thumb, so I don't really fuck yeah, with that. Yeah, it's bro, it's it's weird. And yeah. Like coming from somebody that has worked a corner store slash gas station for mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. a significant amount of time, but long enough to kind of catch some of the culture. That should be like, bro. I never realized how important that is, to niggas Until you are standing behind the counter, you will never know. I bro. mean, yeah, for for you me, know. I do. I, you know, I worked at the gas station, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm a smoker and I worked at the gas station, but like. In my brain, and maybe it's just me, hopefully not, but as a smoker, like, if you don't care about the lighter that you use to smoke whatever you smoke, you're a nasty smoker. Ooh, you're a very, very nasty smoker. I don't I, I don't respect the blunt, the sit, none of that shit. Like, Is it safe to assume, and I don't want to be too dangerous too early in our show, because sometimes we can turn our listeners away, and I try to be real careful of the things I say in the first 30 minutes, because, you know, marketing. Right. But is it safe to assume... If you are okay to get a clear metal flick lighter because that gets you more lighter for a dollar, it's safe to say that them niggas smoke out of games, right? Um, like you they know, smoke. They probably smoke games. If you're gonna use that lighter, chances are you're trying to get as I've, many wraps for know, a dollar. As I've possible. definitely probably seen a lot of niggas who smoke games with with those types of lighters, and like. It it makes me sad to even admit that because these are people that I love. Okay, <laughs> like, of course, bro. Everybody loves somebody that smokes games. That smokes right? games. That's like, the only reason why we know about them. That's I the only reason why we know they exist. Yeah, I do not want to disrespect anybody who smokes games because, again, we've had this conversation here on this podcast. I still to this day smoke swishers. Like, and and really at this point, like I'm a diamond swisher only smoker. Like, mm. if I go to the store, like. If they don't have the diamonds, like, I will get the regulars. I don't even want to get the regulars no more. Though. I don't even get the regular sweets no more. Like, I damn near almost want to be like, fuck it. I'll just go to another store. Or I'll come back or I'll figure it out later. Or, like I said, I'm a real smoker, nigga. Like, I come from the crib. Almost everywhere you go at the crib, everybody got the two for 99 cent joints. You feel me? Of course. Out here, I ain't really ran into nobody with the two for 99 cents. And you already know about the crib. You can go toss some niggas two bucks. You feel me? They can give you the two packs. Conversation is over. You don't got to do nothing. I haven't even ran into the store like that out here where I can just be... Yeah, it's it's like that out here. But what you know, certain things I miss about the crib. Um, damn, where was it? Oh, but like I say, nobody got the two for ninety nine cents. They're all a dollar forty nine cents a piece, or they had the two for three dollars. So I'm, you know, what I'm saying it's you know it's a premium to smoke out here for sure, for sure. Slight change is no big deal. Yeah, slight change is no big deal. But like now, now I'm a little bougie. I kind of stick to it, and I like I say, I'll even if I got to, I'll buy the dollar ninety nine cent joints, fam, because I'm that serious with it. Because it's. Again, I'm a quality smoker. Some niggas be thinking like I'll probably bash some niggas weed that they think is gas. Like, nah, that ain't it. Mm. We, that and ain't we it. we have had to talk. You know what I want to ask you? And I love when we just stumble on conversations because yeah. we had no intention on talking about this. But I want to ask you as a smoker and people listening at home, you can play this game too. Answer this in your mind as well because I want to ask everybody this. But unfortunately, y'all ain't here on the mic. But at what age or at what seniority in your smokesmanship, you see what I did? I, I do. I like that. that, that I like that. Easy. <laughs> in your smokesmanship, at what point in your smokesmanship did what rappers say in music fail to influence what you smoked out of? 
Does, is that question clear enough? Yes. Like, this is certain, I feel like in all smokers' lives, you kind of no, learn. I absolutely you know, know what you mean. Based on Snoop Dogg said he don't smoke blunts, so I'm only smoking papers. My nigga said we don't do uh, backwoods, so we mm-hmm. like. At what point do you stop caring what the rappers are saying and saying, "Listen, bro, I know what my chest likes, um, and this is what I smoke." Out of. I've, I've been there for a long time, and even like the nigga, you know, my OG niggas that I came up smoking under, like they smoke swishers, like, and it would be like if you show up without a swisher, like a nigga looking, you might get cussed out. Like, what you want me to do with that? Yeah, what the fuck is this, fam? Like, you might get sent back to the store as a young, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those type of situations like nah fam that's not what i asked for i don't want that shit <laughs> like we're not smoking out of that none of that shit or a nigga gonna roll it up smoke out of it and talk about your ass the whole time he got to smoke out of this old <laughs> flavorful fruity ass shit like that's just how niggas is when i came up like it is what it it's is nigga, but, like, if you want to eat a pineapple you should have just got a pineapple right bro. so like i've always shit. not even always because when i first started smoking i was smoking out of phillies um i think phillies was out phillies. there Mini i haven't phillies. even heard the word phillies yeah and, and whole yeah. and whole yeah white owls whole bunch for real yeah, the whole blunts for real, where you had to dump them joints out and really cut, rip the top piece off because they were cigars for real, for real. You cigars. know what I'm saying? And then they they went down to the mini fillies that came in the tube, and then now they've evolved to where they at now. But like again, through all of that, like after after I made my way through fillies and white owls, and I landed finally on Swishers, that's where I've been ever since, and that's been a long time. But oddly, when it comes to your question, the same rapper is where I stopped caring. Wiz, when he first came out, was the Swishers okay. only in my session, and I was like, "My nigga, somebody out here gets it. Somebody it's knows. not just me." Like, and then Wiz stopped smoking blunts, and he went only, only the papers. papers, and I was only. like, ah. "And that's when I got introduced to Wiz." Paper yeah, but I, I, I will applaud Wiz because he doesn't necessarily shit on Swishers. He just tells niggas he don't smoke. Blunts. He gets it. Because he know he was out here promoting Swishers all crazy. Like, you can't be, like, you can definitely grow, but, like, you can't now be talking about some Swishers just trash after you smoked a million of them motherfuckers. Like, and how mad can you be? Because uh, currency has changed a lot of our lives. For sure. Who are we to judge Wiz for being changed by currency? Yeah, no, it's it's okay for the change, but he was definitely the same rapper. I forget, you know, how long in before he, you know, gave up blunts and went with the papers only. And I was like, good for you, bro. I, I get it, but, like. Nah. Yeah, take, I'm not with it. <laughs> and, and, and to wrap up, ooh, see what I did there. To wrap up our smoke talk, I want to I want to shout out everybody out there that remembers being young enough to remember like their first steppings into the smoking world, yeah, and like stealing a blunt from the corner store or a black and mild, and literally just smoking the cigar because you didn't have any. Shout out to right, y'all, and, you didn't, and you didn't know any better. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and trying to walk around outside for an extra three hours to let that smoke get off your shirt before you go in the house. Shout out to all of y'all. Some of y'all still remember those days. So. Y'all still my niggas. Hey, that's Speaking real. Of trying not to get in trouble. Fam, <laughs> do I have a story for you? Well, it might not be necessarily a story, but as my nigga, I got to share this with you, bro. And I've been, I have been trying my best not to tell you about this until we got oh on the show. Oh my goodness. It's one of those. It's bro, one of I kept those. This you. Bro, that really makes me nervous and this happy is, at the same time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so check this out, bro. So, um, I, I'm chilling at the crib yesterday, minding my business, chilling out. My phone rings. Mm-hmm. I look at my phone. It has three letters on it, bro. When it has three letters, it could only be two people. It's either mom or dad. Okay. Look at my phone. Okay. It's dad. I'm like, tight, bro. It's pops. Now. Oh shit. I gotta give y'all, I gotta give y'all <laughs> a little bit of backstory. Now I'm not I'm not gonna please y'all don't that take was, this the wrong way. If I'm being 
I, let me let me paint the picture of my oh shit for the audience. My oh shit was the flashback of ninety fucking episodes of everything we've said about anybody's dad. Like oh shit. Oh my. Okay, so just to give y'all a little bit of uh, backstory without going too crazy and too deep, because it ain't that deep, y'all. I promise. But okay. you know, me and my dad's relationship—I can't call it strange, strained or estranged or anything like that. I love my dad to death. Like this nigga is a superhero. Like, don't ever get it fucked up. Anything I say on this show, that just be me trying to explain shit. Because I always say on here, like, my biggest fear as a podcaster is not being wrong. Wes, you say it all the time. We don't give a fuck about being wrong because we can always come back next week and correct ourselves. Mm -hmm. My biggest fear is being misunderstood and thinking I said it right Right. and leaving it out there and then niggas misinterpreting it. So my dad is my guy. But my dad, just the way he was raised, he ain't a big talker. He don't talk a lot. He don't have super lengthy conversations. My dad, he didn't lecture me. I'm not saying like I missed those lectures or I was raised bad because he didn't do it. My dad just wasn't a talker. He was a provider, a protector, a shelter, a teacher. He just wasn't really big on talking. So as I get older, me and my dad are starting to kind of build a better relationship. We talk more, which to a lot of people might be like, nigga, you talk to your dad how much a month? That ain't a lot of talking, but to me, it's a lot <laughs> right, of talking. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? So right. my dad called me. I was super excited to hear from my dad. I pick up, what's going on, Pop, man? How you doing? You know what I mean? It feels good to even greet my dad that way, right? Right, right. He like, nothing, D. You know, how you doing, man? I'm like, I'm cool. First thing out of his mouth, Wes, was, hey, um, I got a question for you. I'm like, what's up, Dad? What, what can I do for you? you like, hey, how, how do I find y'all's podcast? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> bro fam, so like, yo at, and at, and like at this point i know exactly where you at fam like when you get calls that, from people that you just love and you like oh this is and they ask you about the podcast you're like oh shit like I, i'm glad you're asking me about the podcast <laughs> but i'm not i am and i'm not so it's like oh bro i even told the story wrong he texted me first he texted me first he texted me first and asked me where i'll find a podcast i'm sorry y'all i told that mm-hmm, wrong mm-hmm. and I stared at my phone at first, and then I was like, should I act like I didn't see it? Like, should I just completely ignore it like I didn't even see the text? And I was like, I can't do my dad like that, bro. I cannot ghost <sighs> my dad, bro. So I started thinking of how I'm going to text him back. I'm sorry, y'all, for telling that wrong initially. But I texted him back. I'm like, hey, dad, listen, we on Spotify. I only said Spotify because I already know that confuses mm-hmm. my dad. I already know he can't find us on but then I was like, I can't just leave it like that, bro, because I feel dirty about it. That means it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because I already know it's wrong. So I explained to him, I said, Dad, if you want, I can call you and walk you through how to find us. But I want to give you the heads up. It's me and my homeboy. We talk loosely. We talk pretty candidly and explicitly. And I said, Dad, I never, ever want you to think I'm disrespecting you. Don't lose your story right there. I just want you to know. Go ahead, please. (laughs) I was so glad one day when I listened back to this podcast, I was like, yo, we be getting to it sometimes. But then I looked back and we did the responsible thing of putting the explicit content sticker on the podcast. I'm so glad we had that conversation. Swear to God, I thought about that. I was like, bro, if you really think about it, because even you mentioned the serial shit last week, like how I'm finally promoting on the serial channel. Mm -hmm. I was like, before you even click our podcast, there is a parental advisory explicit content sticker right right there. there. And you like, as, I mean? it's so crazy so bad about cussing in the first 15 seconds. Right. And it's so crazy as an adult, how you pay attention to that. And it means something as yeah. a kid. It meant something else. It meant like, oh yeah, this is the shit that you I really want, want to product. get into. Yeah. yeah it that's means, all that meant was like, it means this, this is product. what I want. Like now yeah. it's like, oh, okay, I know what I'm getting all into. Right. 
Yeah, if I you know what's going this. on up in here. <laughs> right. So I'm texting my dad, bro, and I'm like, listen, man, of course, you know, I would love for you to listen to us, uh, but I just need you to know I would never want, like, I would, I understand, because of course I'm a grown man, right? I know people mm-hmm. are rolling their eyes listening to this right now, like, you're 39 years old. Acting like a kid around your dad. But it's a certain level of like, I don't cuss in front of my parents. Right. Not crazy. You know right. what I mean? Every night. If I do, like I I'll get I'll preference it like, excuse me, mom, but I need to say fuck right here. You know what I mean? Like right. one of them. Right. And like I I feel like if you direct your parents in the direction of a cuss word, that's also disrespectful. Is that weird? Like if I direct them to a cuss word, that's what feels you mean? disrespectful to me. What you mean direct them to it? Like say so, and it's me cursing. Like, it's one thing if I just throw on some ice cube. That ain't me. I ain't got no right, control right, over right, what right, ice right. cube say. But if I know I have some content somewhere where I'm talking crazy mm-hmm. and I don't at least warn my parents mm-hmm. about okay. it, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. that's disrespectful to okay. blindly walk them into it. The, because let me explain why. Uh, so say my dad is like just super proud of me because he heard I got a podcast and it's doing well, right? And he plays this in front of all his work colleagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel and that. then now he hits play. No warning, yeah. and I'm just talking about my dick first thirty minutes. You know, for what I'm sure. Like, but I mean, and, and maybe you just gotta, you know, know your familial situation. Maybe you just gotta know that in order, you know, like right. let me preface you so you don't do this because it's potential you could. So I can understand that. Like I definitely yeah, wouldn't want my dad turning this on in the funeral home. Like this is probably this is not for the like, funeral home fam. You don't need to be embalming bodies to this. Like this is not. I mean, the, well, he probably could. No, well, no, 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 no. That part, AirPods, you could. If, I'll say out loud, he can do it. Now you can't because you know you, you can't don't you can't blare now? it up to the mat. You can't blare it up to the max. You but know what I'm saying? Where it's booming out, okay. but like at a respectful level, you could. It's definitely probably a radio in in the goddamn prep room. You feel me? So what you're saying is you could drain blood to this? Yes. All right, my nigga. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we got that stamp. We need to add that to our accolades. Absolutely, you could drain blood to, you this. Drain blood to <laughs> this. I'm writing that down. <laughs> but I, you know, I ended up getting on the phone with my dad because I didn't think the text message was enough. Like I was like, let me get on the phone and make sure my dad understands what I'm saying. Like, because I did, also didn't want him to feel like I was scared to be myself around him because I know right. that matters to my pops. Like mm-hmm. I know my pop wants to get to know me and who I really am, so I could tell like uh, that ain't gonna be the right move because he ain't gonna want to feel like. I need to be super, like, cautious around here. But I'm trying to be respectful. So I get on the phone with him. I'm telling him, like, hey, Dad, I just wanted to be clear and let you know, like, you know, it's some, we talk loose on there. But I know you will probably enjoy it. But I just feel like it's the respectful thing to do as my dad to at least give you the heads up. He's like, man, I ain't worried about none of that, you know. just I just wanted to know it was there. I was talking to your sister. Mm-hmm. And your sister told me about it. And I had seen you post about it before. So I just wanted to see where it was at so I could check it out. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, you know, I'm glad that my dad was so wavy about it. He took yeah. it very well. And I was like, after talking to him, I'm like, I'm kind of excited for my dad to hear the show. You know, for once sure. you get past the dick and, and pussy and shit, he'll yeah, no, probably enjoy the, it. You know the what I mean? bitches and the motherfuckers, you'll be all right. right. Get six motherfuckers in, he's probably enjoying it. So, Great. <laughs> God, he's probably listening to this episode. Dad, this was for examples. But as soon as he said that, bro, I wrapped up the conversation with my dad, let him go because he was doing stuff on the computer. He got a new laptop. He's trying to figure it out. Props to him for that. As soon as I hung up the phone, bro, I called my sister like, you motherfucker. <laughs> you out here snitching on me? <laughs> Why you are you telling, telling on me? Like, you, oh, you telling now? <laughs> oh, you telling, telling. Oh, you telling now? And then I'm particularly like, I'm giving my sister the shit because she just started a podcast. Right, and I'm like, right. oh, so he asked about your podcast. But you gave him mine. Oh, tight, tight. <laughs> tight, that's sweet. <laughs> but 
that that kind of got my wheels to turning to ask you mm-hmm. and open this up for discussion because you know this is why we dipped in butter because we do this shit like we do this shit. That's right. Do you remember at what point that you became grown, grown to your parents? Mm. Like, of course, when you're 18 or when you move out, whatever your hurdle is, is when you're quote unquote grown. But being grown in the world and being grown to your parents, I think is two different milestones. No? Um, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Now, you're okay. correct. So um, that's a good question. Really, really good question. And I, I kind of wish I'd have told you earlier so you'd have had no, time no, no, to think No, 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 no. I, I like the, the freshness of it, especially because my mom just left here. So it gave me kind mm. of a different perspective. Shout out um, Mom Dukes. Yeah, like not... God, I hope she's not listening to this. I don't think my mom listens to this. If she do, shout out to her. But like, you know, One she... One of the Wi-Fi better not tell her neither. I don't care. You know, you know, she you know, she cooler than the other side of the pillow. Nah, she can, sure. she can listen fact. to this and no That's issues. And, um, and I feel like my dad might have caught an episode or two of this. Like, he might even... I feel like he might even catch it regularly at this point just because he knows that I do it. Like, and, and if he caught one episode, you can... Again, you can see how much transparency and openness is, you know, between the two of us on the podcast. So, again, he might be learning something about your boy. I, I'm about to see him in a couple weeks. He might tell me something Something about the podcast i'm totally mm-hmm. down to hear that and i told you i'm still thinking about taking my equipment down there. i gotta get some interviews off of some people i gotta hear some i gotta get some stories on record keep your guard um, up while you're down there absolutely um but to like seeing my mom now after like a year of being gone and not seeing her and you know doing all that other shit like of course once i got married like you know it, it felt that way but like actually seeing my mom now after a year like i think now my mom thinks I'm grown a little bit. Like there's still a, I think it's always going to be a piece there that, you know, she's still, you know, that, that's her, I'm her baby boy. Like she, she always going to do shit like that. But like, I think she really like, look at me like a grown ass adult now. Like, and of course I might still call my mom every now and then for some bullshit. But like, I, again, I, in all, since I left my mama's house, I ain't never called my mama to pay my rent, none of my bills. You know what I'm saying? So that's anything that I call that's her for, she'd be Same happy to deal. give to me for real, for real, just because I don't ask for nothing. Because you never look back. You never been never look back. Ended. None of that shit. Yeah. That so, was a big thing for me, too. Like, once I stepped out the door, I made, yeah. I, I made it known, like, I don't want to be back and forth or I need to come back Mm-mm. for a few months. Yeah. Now, once I'm out, I want to out. be out. Yeah, I, I just been out, and that it was just never an option for me. Like, like I say, when I moved out at the same time, my mom moved to Dayton, but I could have went to Dayton. You know what I'm saying? But like, that 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 wasn't in my mind. Like, I'm gone. I'm gone. Like, it's t- it's time to boss up and do what you gotta do. Um, but it's weird when you ask me that question. I instantly thought about my dad, of course, since we talking about dads, and like okay. I I don't. My dad does look at me as an adult now. I know he does because I'm married and I have kids and shit like that. But like, I don't know if my dad is ever really gonna give it up, particularly mm. because I'm his youngest child. Oh, so it's different when you're the baby. That's a fact. Yeah, when you're the baby, like I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think my dad is ever gonna let it go. Like if mm. so, if something were to happen to me today, you would think my dad lost a small child. Right, like a toddler for real. Like a toddler for real, like or or grandchild or anything like that. Like you would think something seriously, seriously happens. So like yeah. I don't think he'll ultimately ever be able to let it go. But like it's like I say, it's so weird. Like that. Like I, I again I never called my dad to, you know, pay my rent or none of no shit like that. So like and I really don't even you know, I I call my dad, you know, that's picking up the bat phone. If I gotta put out the bat signal, that means it's something no, it's for real, for real. It's and that's serious. you know, that call at this point really only come down there like three years if I need to. And like I ain't really put out the bat signal in a long time. So like, mm. if I got to call him, he going to give it up too. You know what I'm saying? J- just because, and I th- I think because of that, I think that's why that, that piece might always be there. But again, I don't exercise that right. So ultimately they look at me like an adult. So like, okay. it's, but again, I'm going to see my dad here in a couple of weeks. And I'm sure when I see my dad, I'm going to feel like a kid again. So like, 
none of that shit's going to matter. And there's nothing wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? Because when you get around your parents, you do kind of like. I mean, like I said. You are still an adult and you still keep that about you. But some a part of you still kind of like reverts a little little bit. Because you're around your parent. And I mean, even with all, like I say, I haven't seen none of them in over a year. So like, I'm going to be a kid to all of them again. Like, I'm going to look just like the little kid in grown version. They're going to be astonished. I can already see it. They're going to be like, God damn, like. That's yeah, dope, this is, though, man. This is like, real life, but like again, like that's again, you grow up, you you know, you gotta do your thing. You know, bro, the moments. It, it's funny because I brought it up because I wanted to see your take on it. But yeah, if I was to give you my answers, right, and it's gonna sound like I'm being silly, but giving you my dad answers, I think it was yesterday. Like, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like that's why when you asked me, I was like, like, yo, I just saw yesterday. my mom, and I feel like now for real, like. I think it happened yesterday, yeah. bro. <laughs> like before, before I, think I left, that conversation might like when I one. left, I left my mom's house when I, you know, got on the road to drive out of here. Like, and I felt like she didn't look at me the same way she looked at me while she was out here. Like it was just mm-hmm. a totally different situation. Like, damn, you, like you, you out the city, you got a family of your own, you Absolutely. married, you out here on your feet, like you ain't out here struggling. Like, right, right. It, it's different when they see what you've done for yourself and they look at it like damn, I would do this for myself. Like, you know what I mean? For sure, like, for sure, it, it, for It's sure. a different impact when yeah. they see you doing so well. Like, Absolutely. It, it's, a di- it's hard to say without sounding weird, but you can do well for yourself. You can be successful. And it's a, I just think it's a different level when your parents get to look at you and be like, he's making some choices that I kind of, like, not maybe wish you would have made, but mm-hmm. like, I would make, if I was him, I would have made those choices or, too. Or so like good. you say, the, the, the my mindset has even changed now, like, even also, like I say, I'm thinking about, you know, elevating life and, you know, going buying land and houses and, you know, just doing different types of shit and it's like, part of the motivation is like, yeah, I want my parents to see this shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I want them to come out oh, and like, that's yeah. That's what I'll be on too. Yeah, like, no, nah, this, this is your son's house. Like, this is what we went and got. Like, yeah, all, all of this, all of this around here, this is us. Like, when, when mm-hmm. this, that, like, this is what you, you did good. You done good. Yeah. I'll be <laughs> on that same good. shit. That's why I want my parents to come out here and see why yeah. we out here and what we doing for ourselves and what we doing for our kids because, not on no stunting shit, but because you want them to see that everything they did for you was for this. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I say, like, it I paid off. You're so done good. Be proud. Like, look, everything y'all did, right or wrong, mm-hmm. resulted in this. Absolutely. So you can, like, I want my parents to sleep well at night knowing, like, right or wrong, what they did got me here and I am happy. You know for what sure. I'm saying? So that, that's important to me. And then, you know, the kind of, uh, I don't know what the proper word is there, you know, that's that kind of relates to some of the shit that we talk about on this podcast as far as, like, is we doing it right? Yeah, you know I mean, and like that—that's the—that's the payoff, and I think that's why we want to give it to our parents because we realize, like, oh shit, how long did you live with this? Are you still living with this? Like, no, come check mm-hmm. me out. Like, come, yeah. come see me. Like, yeah, I'm come good. See, come see I'm that good. everything is good. Yeah, come I'm see good. the results of your the fruits Ab- of yeah, your the labor. fruits of your labor. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. And you know, for my mom, why why do my stories and my examples and answers always come off so like shock jockish? But I got to give you the truth, bro. So here goes the truth. It's the only way we know how to go. Now with my mom, it was a little different because as you know, again, not putting this no kind of way, not reaching for sympathy. This is not no sad song, but you know, my mom was incarcerated for a significant time of my developmental years. Mm-hmm. She got out when I was in high school, I think like junior or senior year when she was like out and home with us. Mm-hmm. Right. And I remember I had, if y'all been with us since episode zero, y'all know the story already. But for the newcomers, I'll briefly just say that in high school, 
I was involved with a young heartlet that was of the opposite <laughs> of the opposite ethnicity. No names to be said here, but uh, you know, it was kind of trivial for me at the time because I didn't know if I necessarily wanted to be with the girl long term. But I'll put it scientifically: she was putting her mouth on my dick, so I didn't want to like cut that off. But right, I didn't really right, like right. spending time with it, right? Right, right. So I was kind of—I remember being perplexed about this, Wes. And I was the kind of like perplexed that like comes with being in a TV drama sitcom where I'm laying on my back on my bed in my room with a fan blowing on me and I'm just staring at the ceiling trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Like mm-hmm. I was like that kind of perplexed. Yeah, yeah. Like, do I get this up? I need to do the right thing and break up with her because like then she's going to fuck around and be really liking me. And this mm-hmm. is not fair to her to be keep going over there. You know what I'm Make, saying? Like Making the tough decisions. I, I was making the tough decisions. <laughs> Fam, I was making a tough decision, and I remember my mom was kind of fresh home, so she was in and out taking care of what she needed to take care of. And I think she kind of like walked past my room and saw me in there, and decided to come in and kind of laid on the bed next to me. It was like, "What's going on? You all right?" Like she could tell I was mm-hmm. something was going on, so mm-hmm. she just came in to have a talk with me, and uh, she asked me what was going on and. You know, at that age, when you're like 17, you ain't grown yet. So you got to kind of watch your mouth. So I asked her, I said, Wes, I said, do you really want to know what's going on? (laughs) So I gave her a choice. Where are the cameras? Where are the cameras? I gave her a choice, but I said, do you? Do you really want you to know? Do you really want me to tell you what's going on you in my really life? you want me to tell you? And she, and she kind of turned and she was like, of course. like, And like she put her serious face on, like, I understand that this is a big deal for you. So I want you to speak freely. She gave me mm-hmm. that kind of face, like, please speak freely. And I was like, right. all right. I took a deep breath and I told her. I told her everything. This girl be sucking my dick, ma. <laughs> yeah, I told her everything. I said, ma. I said, ma, she doing the thing. And I don't really like her all like that. And she knew the girl, too. And she kind of liked the girl. <laughs> she she just kind of giggled and was like, well, baby. <laughs> she kind of giggled and was like, well, baby. If you don't like her, you probably should tell her. <laughs> Let it go. Yeah. She didn't even really like I, I dig Mom Dukes for her response because she really kind of didn't even acknowledge the dick sucking part. <laughs> she just was like that I'm sure as a mother, that was a part she didn't want to hear. Yeah, like she, she was giving that. you like, she was giving you the that. space and the freedom, but I she could've. didn't really want to hear that. <laughs> but it's like I say about Lil Nas X, man, act like you've been here. I hadn't been here before. This I was new to here. me. So I didn't know how to be couth about it. I just told her straight <laughs> out what the fuck was going on. So she just kind of told me, like, baby, if you don't like her, you probably should let her know it would be the right thing to do. And then you'll feel better about it. And, you know, life goes on. It's not the end of the world. And I was glad for the talk. You know what I mean? And, right. Uh, fast forward, like, that led to me actually being with who is my wife today and me letting that girl go and doing what I really wanted to do. And Look at you. Meeting and talking the to the people I really wanted decisions. to meet and talk to. That resulted in me and Donovan going on our first date. So nice. There it is. Little story. Nice. Everything's but happened for a reason. It happens for a reason, bro. So look at you. Uh, if you if you would not have given up that mouth, where would you be? There? We could potentially not be sitting here doing this podcast, buddy. Bro, that mouth that mouth could have sent me back four hundred years. You me. making the right decision is why we do this podcast today. I also that's true. Like butterfly <laughs> effect. That's true. Fam. I also feel like me letting go of a white girl that was willingly sucking my dick while her mom was home had a big effect on the Black Lives Matter movement. Moving on, bro. We going to uh did you hear about the Vaxamillion in Ohio? Absolutely, I heard about the Vaxamillion. 
Did you hear about the winners at all, or did you just no. hear about the contest? I've only heard about the contest. Didn't know they had the drawing or the winners yet. Okay, bear with me, Wes. I don't do this often, but I have to read this to you as I wrote it down oh, word shit. for word. Okay, that boy, that boy broke out the composition. Hey, audience, bear with me because I do not read good. If y'all have been with this podcast a long time, y'all already know I don't read good, so I don't want to hear shit from none of y'all, all right? Listen, 21-year-old, I'm just going to read this like I wrote it, bro, and then you tell me what you feel in your spirit when you hear the words I'm about to say to you, Wes, okay? All right. 21-year-old, Abigail Boginski of Northeast Suburban Ohio won the $1 million Vaximilian. She is a medical engineer working for GE Aviation in Cincinnati. Oh, Lord. She found out on her drive to Cleveland to buy a used car. What a what a fucking story for the news cycles. <laughs> what a goddamn story. For, so you when mean to I tip, found this story, you, bro. I was like, I just have to read it because like there's is there anything more to say than fam, what I just read to you? Like the news no. from that what you will. But no, what you want to know what I heard? I would tell you exactly what I heard. White woman who already makes ninety five thousand dollars a year Fail. just won a million dollars. You know what Abigail said, though, bro. Let me. You know what Abby said when they talked to her and got an official statement from her about winning a measly one million dollars on top of her crazy annual salary working for GE in the aviation the department fam. at twenty one years old. She's working there. You know what she said? This is how you know she didn't need the money. Because, listen, we can sit here as two black niggas and laugh about it and assume she don't need the money. And y'all at home can say, y'all don't know that. Like, that's insensitive of y'all. She won it. It's her money. And she did. And it is. Mm -hmm. But when her official (laughs) statement said, Wes, I'm probably still going to go ahead and buy that used vehicle. I mean, shit. That's how you stay rich, baby. That's how you know she don't need the money. Yeah, that's that's how you stay rich. That's how you stay rich. That's how you know she I mean, need the money, fam. And, and, and listen here, like, not, I, I don't want to say it like that because I ain't never seen it, and I'm sure it would be a lot to me. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, I think when people really think about it, like, 1990, a million dollars could probably really, really change your life for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. In 2021, a million dollars is probably enough to get you out of enough debt to buy you the house you want and the car you want and good luck with the rest. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, again, hopefully she, again, a million dollars is not like job quitting money these days. No. Like yeah, maybe, she de- now she said to, she said, I'm definitely going to continue. Duh. I'm definitely going to continue to work my job and I'm still going to buy the used car. I bet you after taxes, would they actually cut her? What would that be? Like 600,000 like ish roughly. Yeah. That shit going straight in the savings. Fam. That's what I'm saying. Like, go she put. Might go, she might hey, go. She might go. But see, be, being the adult now, that will probably be the smart thing to do. If you already making eighty, ninety, ninety five hundred thousand dollars a year, like take this six hundred, put it up for like five years, let it do what it's going to do on its own for five years in some account, like, and you might be able to go back to two million or three million and be like, yeah, now I'm done working. Like I did that for five years and I, and I, and I made it up to 120, 130, 150,000 a year, which I got the chance to save a lot of that as a young woman. She probably ain't got no kids. You know what I'm saying? Probably ain't got You're no like, nigga. Like 21. That's what I'm saying. She could save a lot of that money. Like that's a beautiful hey, position bro, for 21 her. 21 years old, Man. GE aviation department. She ain't been blacked on Pornhub yet, bro. She don't have no all dirt I'm, in her life. Fam, all I'm saying is if, if I was to win the vac, like I just keep it 1000. If I was to win the vaccine, fam, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy the house that I want. 
Mm-hmm. I'm paying off me and my wife's debt, and we probably going to buy cars and like we're going back to work. <laughs> like that's because that, because a million dollars, you know, like I said, at six hundred thousand at the end of taxes, it don't change not, everything. It changed some things. It changed some things. Yeah, we we gonna we definitely gonna be lit. We definitely gonna do a whole lot more off of that. But like, it it really don't change the everyday rotation. Like it like we gonna change some shit for sure. For sure, I might not be going to work for another motherfucker. Like I might do it for myself. Or you know, we gonna change some things. But again, that 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 milli ain't what it used to be. Fam, I don't, I don't know why when I was hearing about these like <clears throat> vaccine sweepstakes, because we got one here in New Mexico as well. As I was hearing about these like sweepstakes and people could win a million dollars just for getting vaccinated and stuff, I don't know why my naive mind thought that they would go to people that actually like really, really needed it, really, really, Fam. really needed it. You know what I mean? Like it for some reason in my mind that I thought like some poor teacher working two jobs would stand up there and be like, thank Jesus, I trusted COVID. Like, I don't know why I thought that, bro. I don't know I mean, why I thought that. I, I, that's why they called it the lottery. Like we don't, we don't know nobody's circumstances. Random. If you got, if you got your vax, put your name in the hat and shit, good luck. I ain't gonna lie, bro. When I saw that story and I, don't get me wrong, I ain't all the way hating on Abigail. Maybe a little bit, but I ain't all the way hating on Abigail for winning it. But I ain't gonna lie, when I read the story, I was like, go ahead and take this Pfizer up out of me, bro. Like, I don't even want the vaccine no more. I mean, and, and not even, like other people say, like, that's cool that, you know, that, but like, that's not even, again, that's, it's literally no different from the fucking Ohio State Lottery or any state lottery at this point, like, Basically, what y'all told me is if I got the shot, I can basically take my shot receipt and put it in the basket. And, you know, that's no different from going to the store and buying a ticket and hoping I got the winning numbers that get pulled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so like to use that as the incentive was kind of trash. Like, I get it, but it was kind of whack at the same time. Like other people were saying, fam, y'all could have, you know, even outside of the stimulus shit, whatever case may be. Like, if y'all was that serious about it, like if y'all giving money away for people to go get shots, why didn't y'all give everybody money to go get shots? Do you know what I'm saying? Why y'all ain't paid motherfuckers 500, 1,000, two bands to go get the shot if you really want people to get the shot? It would have been a lot. People would have been missing work to go and get this goddamn shot. Do you think people would have been more suspicious, though, if you go get a vaccine and get a check? I feel like Nick, but I'm... They suspicious I, now. I don't know if niggas could be more suspicious. That's what I'm saying. They but, suspicious now. They suspicious But it just, to me, sounds suspicious. Like, go get your vaccine, pick up and a $200 bro, check. That's, like, that's something to talk, talk about, too. I know, you know, we talked about it ago, and there was so much skepticism in my voice on this mm-hmm. podcast about getting the vaccine. Bro, now that I have gotten my first shot, fam, I am so fucking out here in the world. Like, yeah. go get your shot, fam. I don't care nothing bro, about what you're talking about. I don't know what you're waiting on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got my shot, let- bro. Bro, you, you in the grocery store like y'all gonna let Jenny McCarthy get y'all fucked up out here? Fam, go get your shot, bro. Like, I, mine's didn't hurt. Like, none. Like, of course, my arm hurt a little bit. You know, I think that shit is weird. But whatever. Like, and, and maybe that really just hurt because as an adult, like, how often is you, if you ain't no fucking heroin addict? How exactly? How often is you going around poking, getting poked? You with ain't needles? really even sure. Like, bro, shit, this hurt. But it's been so yeah, long since I had a like, spot in I my don't arm. Even, yeah, like, I don't I even know. know. Like, shout out to the fucking pharmacist over at Walgreens. She did a great job. I didn't feel thing look at walgreens bro speaking of walgreens god damn you be i'm so good boy can you see my paper no (laughs) oh man this nigga cheating on my test bro i was doing just random research just on the internet and i discovered something bro now i don't know if this is gonna be a whole topic but you ever come across some shit that you just want to tell somebody (laughs) yeah okay woolworth the company, the store. Okay. Woolworth. There's still a but store, said, Woolworths. Like, I didn't know it was still like in. This is why I pie with you. Yeah. This is why we pop. I thought that Did was some you... 1967 shit. 
When I say Woolworth to you, Wes, what do you think about? I think about Ford hatchbacks, blue ones, driving past the front of this well-lit mall. Absolutely. I think about, like, winter coats. Yes. I think about Christmas displays. That's I think about, thing. like, Lazarus. That's what I think, think about when White I think Santa about. Santa Claus, Rosie Absolutely. Cheek. I think about Lazarus, think, fam. You think Lazarus. You think uh, colors can't eat here. Yes. You think that kind of shit. Yeah, absolutely. Woolworth, right? Absolutely. Did you know, and I don't, I don't even know how this is relevant, but I'm telling you because it was interesting to me. Did you, let me get the, the, the name right. Did you know Woolworth became the Venator Group Incorporated? Like, Woolworth is Venator Group Incorporated. Do you know who that is? No. I'm going to tell you why I know who that is, Wes. Because I worked for the Venator Group Incorporated for a significant amount of my young adult life. Okay. Venator Group Incorporated is the umbrella company for Foot Locker, Kids Foot Locker, Lady Foot Locker, Champs, Foot Action, House of Hoops, et cetera. Parent parent company. They're the parent company. They're the parent company. Of those companies. Okay. And I got into my conspiracy mind. I was like, Woolworths, huh? Uh-huh. Woolworths. They were like famous for saying niggas can't eat pies here. Okay. They in charge of the stores that be having niggas fighting over Jordans? Absolutely. You come huh. on now. You know it's you know it's always huh. a bigger play. And that's I'm glad that you know information like that to be able to share even, bro, shit like that. I am the furthest nigga from a conspiracy theory. Absolutely. I want y'all to know that. But like, don't get it fucked up. I hate but, conspiracy. But fam, you know that I one mean, right there was too juicy, bro. What? I mean, as if you are footlocker and you know which demographic of people are clamoring to buy shoes. You clearly know. You clearly know. That's 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 your target audience. As a shoe seller, your job is to sell shoes. These people want to buy shoes, particularly a brand of shoe, and they go nuts over this shit. So, like... And you... and you are, Listen, you know who buys a pair every three years mm-hmm. and who buys a pair every two checks. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You, you know which demographic, demographic you're selling to. And if you were ever confused about it, just walk into one of them loud-ass hip-hop playing-ass stores and just try to think Bam. while you're standing in the footlocker t- and I- see if you can't hear... Little baby ringing over your thoughts. You can't even decide on the shoe because you can't fucking think out loud. Fam, it's been at least shit. I just went to the mall. Shit, when my mom was out here, fam, I still didn't go in a shoe store. <laughs> like yeah. uh, that was the first time I've been in the mall in over a year. But shit, I told my mom she only was like I said they ballers. They wanted to go to Gucci and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like I went and I browsed around with them. But shit, I don't belong in this motherfucker. I feel like some shit, I feel like I got a pa- I feel like I got, I feel like I owe three hundred just to walk around this motherfucker. Like, let me get out of here. Malls are weird, bro. It's pretty much it's gonna be over for bro, malls soon. Yeah, I don't, fam, I don't know, bro. Outside is open, like, and not only is outside open, outside is about seventy eight, eighty three and a half percent normal. Mm, I ain't even no yeah. cap, fam. Like, yeah, I see like niggas, I too. see niggas is ramping the shows back up. Like, it's almost kind of like everybody is giving each other the collective look around the room, head nod. Like, <laughs> are we doing this? We're gonna try so it. There you go. You ready? Yeah, you All go. right. Fuck it. I feel like we're doing great. Like I, this, I don't think we're gonna be able to shake it this unless the numbers because the numbers. I haven't heard anything about the numbers, so I don't even want to lie to you. But like, unless the numbers spike back up crazy, and again, again, I'm back on my shit. Go get your fucking shot, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, just hearing you say this. <laughs> 
was so fun because it's like it wasn't shot. even three months ago. Not at all. He was like, I'm gonna I'm hold out, bro. I'm gonna just wait and see what it looked like. Now, now you never said no. I, to be I fair, never said never no. Said that was my no. thing. My thing was my thing was never no. My thing was I I will get it if necessary. But right now, at that point, it wasn't necessary. But like now, again, like I said, you know, we got traveling coming up. I got a niece on the way. Like church, church is on the move. Like I got I got I got I got to do what feels responsible to me. Yeah, I mean, and that's 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 the best. Got a niece on the way. I got a niece on the way. My my other sister, BJ. Um, no, I, I figured that's what for that sure. Meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I just had to make sure. Yeah, BJ's pregnant. Should be having a baby in um, September. I probably yeah, yeah. shouldn't have said that on here, but fuck it. I think it's cool now. Well, not even because she told us, and then my brother like posted on the internet a few weeks after that, and I had to oh, ask yeah, him like, "Nigga, that. is this even supposed to be here?" So like, I feel like now I'm comfortable at this point to be able to tell the world, especially because it's fucking July. She having a baby, or it's June. She's shout about to have out. a baby in a couple months. Yeah, you know I mean, so shout out to her and shout out to Mister BJ. I met him, <laughs> Rob. Yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. think you know I met him. Man. I don't. I don't know that it was so close. Like we left like right after we met him, but we did get to meet him. Oh He's yeah, a cool yeah. Dude. Nah, Rob. Rob, that's my brother for sure. That's a cool dude, man. Uh, so moving along, moving along, moving along. What else I wanted to ask you? Oh. Fam, hip hop news. We got to get to a little bit of hip hop news. Nothing okay. too too crazy. Uh, did you hear that Foxy Brown is coming out with her tell all book here pretty soon? Nope. The Ill Nana Foxy Brown. <laughs> the Ill Nana is that what it's going to be <laughs> the called? Il-Nana. That's what it should uh, be called. The you know, Ill, the book be. should be called the Ill Nana. We know what she's about to be talking about. Somebody, you already know she's about to give it up on hope. She about uh, <laughs> she about to give it up on hope. That's gonna be crazy. And he about you know he about to try and quash that shit. Hey, listen here. This Hov was is, my question. Okay. I wrote this right. down. Right. Let me say it before you get into it. Yeah, 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 it. for sure. Wes, yeah. how nervous? I'm just gonna say it officially now. How nervous do you think Hove and Nas are that this book is coming out? Nah, and not, not only is she writing it and she's saying her piece, but she got one of the uh forgive me for not having the name here, but one of the former writers from the source to mm-hmm. help her with this book. This book about to be fucking fire, bro. I don't I don't think Nas not so much because I feel like Nas is in a um what do I want to call it? Nas is like on a Did shrine in the culture right now. Like I feel you don't like think she would, you don't think she would come for his armor? No, 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 no. I feel like she may, but I feel like Nas is still a protected gem in the culture that everybody would be like. So no but it was ninety three. About Nas, we ain't going. We ain't, ooh, you think we, he gonna get the? But it was ninety three protection. I think he was gonna get the. But it was ninety three protection. I think he's gonna get the. But it was ninety three protection, and I think Foxy is gonna set it up kind of that way. You know what I'm saying? Like I was fast. I was that, doing X, Y, and Z. Like it was a time. Like so I, I was feel on like. Him. Yeah, and I, but, I, but I feel like yeah, I, I do. But I feel like, and I feel like she's gonna do the same for Hove. But because of the time that we live in, and because people Hove is the bigger face out here, they yeah. want they want they want to try and knock Hove off his pedestal. And Hove, I will say, has mastered the art of no response. Yeah, he just and it goes away. It goes. He away. understands that it has to go away. It has to go away. If I say nothing. Like if y'all see did he me ever nowhere, even really say anything about the elevator. <laughs> like, no, he he, the, besides the song, besides the track, yeah. like besides he, he says besides he him admitting that he was tripping in the song, he's not said another word. I think maybe you know somewhere slightly in the interview, but like nothing to really like tell all what happened in the situation. Mm-hmm. Like hell no, bro. The Foxy Ill Nana. But for, let me ask you this: Was you did you fuck with Fox back in what would that have been 95, 96? 95. Not I mean. Ninety five, ninety six. I was still a young buck. I remember hearing Foxy on the radio, home, but I wasn't going to the. Uh, I wasn't going for the Foxy album. Like I, you, it wasn't until I don't know if niggas knew that in real time, but like it wasn't until I got like fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen and started, you know, going back and doing my research that I realized how young Foxy was during that time. You know what I'm I didn't saying? Know so, 
That's what I'm either. saying. I don't know if niggas knew in real time. So that's why I, like I was young. She was young. So I wasn't really tapped all the way in. So it wasn't until later that I learned how young she was. Well, she didn't look. To me, did not. I'm saying not now, but to young cat in that time, back in 1995, when I used to watch Fam. it, when I saw her on Who Shot You with LL and them tearing that's that what track I'm saying. up. You could not have convinced me she was 15. Or the, the fucking, 16, I can't remember. Whatever she was at that time. I never remember. Like, I would have never thought track. she was a teenager. Like, she looked grown as fuck to me when I was. That's a what kid. I'm saying. That, that video with her and Jay, like, you could have never convinced me she was 16, 17 years old in that motherfucker. And she, and she 100% looked out of my league. Like, I think I was in, like, absolutely. A sophomore. I think I was, like, a sophomore. And if you would have came to me in my room and told me, like, hey, bro, you know, Foxy Brown only a couple years older than me. I was like, get the fuck out of get my room. Get out of here. Bro. No way. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you couldn't have convinced me of that at the time, for sure. But that's not uh, knowing no better. Now, all due respect to Foxy Brown, no disrespect intended. I, I hate it when niggas do this, but I, I'm, I got to kind of do it for a reason. I know she's forever tied to Lil' Kim with her career, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's going to always be a thing, Kim or Fox. You can't bring up one. Well, you certainly can't bring up Fox without bringing up Kim. You can kind of bring up Kim without Fox, which I think is criminal because I've always thought Foxy was doper than Kim. But here's why I brought it up. The album covers, bro. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about the album covers. Man. Mm-hmm. This was an era where album covers was a, a not just a thing. It was a big, it was a big, big thing. thing. Absolutely. Like, we all know Lil' Kim squatted down in the squat pose with her legs open for the and hardcore. She, and what was she, 15, 16? That's what I'm saying, fam. Like, But... I bring it up because Foxy Brown's Il Nana cover work, it wasn't no game, bro. Like, I had that tape. For sure. Now, the the outward cover was like, Foxy Brown looks good on the outward cover, but yeah. I had, nigga, I had the tape. I had the motherfucking tape. <laughs> He said, when you tape. open that bitch up, the pictures you got. See, I don't. I'm, a, I'm only. I'm only remembering the cover for. That's why when you saying it, I'm like, yeah, I remember she looked like cute, like she looked like banging on the front of the album, but I never saw the inside, so I'm not. I'm not sure. I had the tape, Wes. When I tell you I had the tape, I had a CD. I had the tape, yeah. and I remember like unfolding that bitch and seeing them inside pictures, and like immediately standing up in my room, looking around like, where can I? Can I hang this up? She, <laughs> like, she was giving it where up. Can I hang this up in my room. It was a hanger upper, bro. Like she was giving it up. She was giving it up, bro. Is it, where is my lotion? It was one of them, bro. Like, <laughs> Tim Gray cat, bro. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> nigga cracked that open and started looking around for people. Like, ain't nobody seeing this, is they? Ain't nobody seeing me. How ain't nobody seeing me looking at this, are they? <laughs> hey, it was one of them. You cracked open the tape and was like, I'm gonna listen to this later. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'll listen to it later. I'll listen to it later. I'm gonna look, look at, at it these now, right I'm now. Listen to this later. Fucking yes, right. Bro. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm super excited. All jokes aside, super excited to hear the um, to Speak, hear the book because I'm not going to read it for sure. Speak, speaking of music, I do want to ask you, and the, the, the answer potentially no. We don't have to stick here long neither. Um, if if we don't have to, but I, I definitely want to ask you if you heard um any of the DMX album. Oh, I thought you was going to hit me with a little a uh, little baby Dirk. I, I was, was gonna ask. List, I mean, like this nigga honestly, is looking at my sheet. Honestly, I was gonna ask you about that through text because I didn't want to put you on the spot on the pod because I know your musical taste. But we can well, talk about it. Lil Durk and I Baby. Did it. So we can my talk nigga. about both if you like. My um, nigga. Which one you want to start with, bro? Let's let's get DMX out the way because I know what you're gonna say. I think now we've talked about p- posthumous. Posthumous. We've talked about posthumous albums on here before. And we both, I think, kind of settled on. We don't really love them, but if they give them to us, we'll take them. We'll listen to them. Absolutely. Okay? Shout, shout out to Pop Smoke with a good posthumous album. 
I don't even like that one. But listen, <laughs> I stand, I kind of stand on like, if it's too far outside of their death now, I know you could probably say life after death, you could technically kind of say that that's posthumous. You know what I mean? But it don't really count because he was alive until it was complete and he just I mean, didn't get to celebrate that album. But anyway, right, I digress. right, right. For DMX, for his age, and listen, I'm here to give it up until the truth. I, we all love DMX. We all God bless his soul in it. And all of that, all the things we need to say all to get that. that out the way so y'all don't turn the podcast off. Now that that is said, <laughs> DMX to me was completely out of shape. And I'm not talking about mm-hmm. like his belly. Like right. he was out <laughs> of shape in that booth, bro. Like, and I, I, I will say that Swizz and all parties involved that crafted this did a fantastic job by Earl Simmons. I, I, I like the features. I even like the beats. Like part of the reason why, and I've said on here before, I really disliked Flesh in My Flesh, Blood on My Blood because it had too much Swizz production. And Swizz production at the time was super basic and it sounded like some shit that my nephew would make on a fucking Casio and somebody just put some 808s behind. Like it was just weird. And mm-hmm. I felt like the production was good. I felt like the mixing was good. But I, okay. Let's say, for example, let's just talk about the song with him and Griselda. Beat hard. Griselda came to do what they do. Fly guy, fly guy did it. Everybody did their job. Somebody should have made the call to not put DMX last on that track, bro. Because when he went after them three all-star top shelf spitters, that nigga sounded awful on there, bro. Like. How could they like prop him up? Like, and I get it. Swizz, DMX, great friends. And you kind of almost got to do mean, it even if you no, don't think he should be No, there, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, see, that's he where should I was, not be but that's, where, but that's where I'm going with it. Like, why? If Because this is what I'm getting overwhelmingly God, from the fans and hip-hop fans who actually listen to the album. Like, I don't think nobody really enjoyed this album for real, for real. Like, we, we get... I'll be hearing people saying they do, but I don't believe them. I don't believe him neither, bro. Like, there's there's no way you can li- like. There's a difference between Detroit offbeat rapping and what DMX did all over this album. That, 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 yes, that. And like, that. I think even you know, sh- shout out to the WWTB cats. I think Reese had even said like, there's too much aggression in every one of his raps. Like, there's no there's no coof, no stealth. Like every, oh, I'm on my ex shit. And, it didn't, and, it, didn't, and like, it didn't used to be like that. It didn't like, used to be. Well, because you go, you know, DMX you go in here. Let's go back to uh, it's what these bitches and, want and from a nigga. Thank you. Like there's he, there's, there's he cool knew how in to there. give you the chick song. He knew how to give like it to you. And it, I mean, but just like you said, he's 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 out of shape in the booth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how did somebody listen to all of them tracks and be like, yeah, let's put this out? I would almost I would almost rather that been what they said about uh Busta Rhymes album for 20 fucking years like yo the I music coming it. on this album is crazy <laughs> I, I would have rather it, bro. when y'all hear it nigga when y'all I, hear it I would have rather heard that till I died about uh-huh. this DMX just album keep wondering about than it. hear that honestly but also I, I but you also and we both got to kind of understand that they trying to feed the kids cuz you got a lot of them it's a I lot do, of I do I, I understand all of that but like all of that like I 
and I hate when people do that too, fam. Like, get, give uh, with all the hip hop talking and all the conscious family real life talk we do on this podcast. Give us the credit that we giving that them people that credit that, that that's what they trying to do. Like, I feel like that'd be unspoken shit. Yeah, y'all trying to feed his family. Y'all trying to do what's right by them, but like, <laughs> it just didn't. Uh, okay, I'll say it like this. I understand putting it out because you got families to feed and all of that, and you got. Well, I well, get all well, of that, but what 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 grinds my gears is I've been seeing a lot of campaigning for people that's like, I can't believe y'all ain't supporting this album more. Like I've been seeing people frustrated that people aren't fam, bumping it or buying it I, or didn't do the numbers they wanted to see it do. And it's like, fam, I listened to it. That's all you're getting from me. Like I not, played but, it. Yeah, but I listened like, to it. That's all I got. But again, this is this is the this is the delusion and this is the this is the people this is how some people feel like they show their gratitude. Like some some people don't know how to say it face to face to some people while they're alive. You know what I'm saying? So whether you got the opportunity to and missed it or didn't know how to or you didn't get the opportunity because that person was taken away from you too soon, now you're caping really hard mm-hmm. because you're projecting. I feel like a lot of people project a lot of times. Like, oh, y'all ain't supporting this. Well, well, no. Don't don't project your feelings onto me like because you feel like you didn't do as much as you possibly could have done because like not not for nothing. And I don't even want to, you know, get too deep into it on this podcast. But like, you know, when, whenever something happens to my dad, like my dad has done enough work in the state of Ohio that somebody should be calling me before I have to call anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but if they don't, that's cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not about to, I'm not going to put no bulletin out in the paper. Fuck all y'all niggas. Y'all ain't support. You know, like my, my dad did X, Y, and Z for y'all. Like it, it don't go like that. Like, and, and again, not for nothing. The work speaks for itself. Like you mad motherfucker. Well, well again, people listen to it. I, I listen to it, fam. Like, and again, that's I as listen, much as you're going to get from me because it's not good. Yeah, I listened. It's not bro. good. I gave it a spin, and, and even if DMX was alive, you know, I don't come here to lie. Say bro. the same shit. Even like, if he it, was alive and well, if he would put some shit out, and he was alive and well when it came out, I would have listened to it me, once, took a couple notes in my pad, and I yeah, would kept moving. Like because, I didn't listen to DMX. because DMX is dead. Me saying his album is not good is not disrespecting the dead. It's Sorry, I don't want to tell. I hate. I hate to burst anybody's bubble. It's crazy that we got to say that though. Like, it I is. feel where you're coming from. Like in today's it climate, is. you have to say that. Like I shouldn't have to say that, bro. Like the, me giving my music take has nothing to do with my respect for that man. Absolutely as a man. not. Like I love DMX. Like I, I love DMX. Like if I love see DMX, I love DMX flat out. Love like, to see him on an interview. Love to see him on all the radio. Of that love shit. to see him on Black Breakfast Club. I liked seeing and, him. And, and, <laughs> seeing ma- him on and matter and matter of fact, not even for nothing. Like I say, X, X's prime time was a long time ago, and he didn't really give us too many offerings in between up until now. So the fact that I even press play on this motherfucker, it's a little, it's a couple dollars in the collection that, plate. I feel like that is enough. Yeah. <laughs> like and, that is enough and not for nothing not to make this a competition thing but i just think that it, it it plays a lot to uh putting this thing in its proper perspective it's part of the reason why i have so much admiration for hove because they were at the top together right at the same time like right. them niggas low-key came up together so to see hove's trajectory versus them and i understand drugs or illness I understand that DMX had demons. I'm not downplaying that. Look what I look right. what I got to say in today's class. That's what I'm saying. This is nuts. But they are both men who made choices. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. They are both men that made choices. Indeed. Speaking of choices, that leads me to my next shit. Did you see that this week, Allen Iverson from the Philadelphia 76ers celebrated his 46th birthday? I did not week. see that. 
He did. He did. That is the thing. Was you an Iverson guy? Um, I mean, I, I came up at the time where Iverson was doing his thing. Man, like, yeah, I mean, I came up at the time. You've seen the crossovers. Absolutely. You've seen I, the I was, I was there. I was, I was there. I saw You've it. You've seen the braids. You saw niggas all trying that. to do that. I've seen the tattoos. I've seen, seen the right. chains. I've seen all of that. You know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah, we'll see. All right. Uh, he turned 46 this week. Uh, you see Allen Iverson kind of more frequently these days on the television if you watch sports. Uh, he He's around. He was certainly around for the Kobe thing because him and Kobe had a real relationship, so he was particularly hurt, you know what I mean? And, you know, of course, he was at the funeral and all of the things, and he's courtside a lot more. Like, Allen Iverson is particularly visible is what I'm saying here. Mm-hmm. When we see Allen Iverson, <laughs> no, I won't say this. We see Allen Iverson as Allen Iverson at 46 years old. Still with the braids, still with the backwards hat, still with the chains, still with the 3X t-shirts, still with the baggy jeans, sitting courtside at 46 years old. How long can Allen Iverson give us this look before he looks like a deadbeat dad walking out of the Eastland flea market? I think, uh, I think once he's six years old, Wes. But he still, Allen Iverson still look good though. Allen Iverson still, still look like he could get out there on the court and, and hoop for real, for real if he wanted to. So I think once Allen Iverson, that big three, that Ice Cube, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Ab- know if you know absolutely. That, but I feel yeah, like yeah. he dribbled a couple of times. I feel like he did a couple of times, or I think he was on the headline, and I don't know if he actually made it there, but whatever. But 86. I think I think I think as long as he still looks like Allen Iverson, he can get it off. Now I think I think when he starts like starting to look like uh, George 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 Jefferson, I think that's when he got to give it up. Absolutely. Okay. When, so when he if, start, he, if the braids up top start thinning out, that's when you're saying he should do like just ditch the braids or ditch the whole look. Like break it down for me. If you were Allen Iverson, what cues you would have to take before you give up your patented signature look? Like, I understand Allen Iverson is a brand. You want to see the braids. You want to see the headband. You want to see the platinum chain. Platinum chain. You want to see the platinum chains. You want to see the baggy jeans. Like, I get that you want to see this when you see AI because he's a part of our childhood. But if you, Wes, if you are AI, what cues are you looking for personally to where you like, all right, fam, like I got to get into my linen, my linen suit game and start wearing some of these like boat shoes. Like, when are you going to get that up? I mean, again, it's a, it's a testament to the times changing. So when you, when you start going to these games and the, and the demographic of the audience is getting younger and younger and people are not understanding what the fuck you're doing and they're looking at you crazy versus looking at you just like Allen Iverson, then you got to give it up. Because now when he go to the game, he looks like Allen Iverson. People get it when they see Allen Iverson. That's but when AI. people, when people stop getting it, you gonna have to give it up, fam. Like I don't know if he's gonna be able to tell when people stop getting it though. Do you think? Do you trust his judgment on being able to look around and read the room and be like, oh, "I think, I think somebody a few rows back is laughing at me." Like, do you? Th- is it gonna be some? I'm gonna get you sucker shit like where you don't realize you're getting laughed at for the goldfish in the in the platform. It's, it's always somebody laughing, fam. Like if a nigga pulled up on you. As a matter of fact, I seen a nigga in some Jabo jeans the other day, and I chuckled to myself. If you laughed. I chuckled. I did. <laughs> but, like Jabos with the straps. When the volume of the laughter and chatter grows and the laughter Again, gets that's louder, what I'm saying. And not even trying to hide laughing that's at That's what you. I'm saying. I like, think that should be a sign. Like, all right, bro, these niggas ain't even trying to hide laughing at me. Yeah, when you when you walk in and you looking like Sambo or the crowd start laughing and shit and you don't understand what's going on, fam, it's time to give it you. Again, you know, that's a, one of our things, right? You got to read the fucking room, man. Bro, if, if Alan Iverson 
walk into the Philadelphia 76ers fucking gym and he starts like doing that. You know, when you start panic turning around, like there's a yeah. loose dog in the yeah, room. Absolutely. And you start like getting a little bit of sweat. Like that's when you know, like, all right, bro, I need to go. For sure. But that's, that's crazy that you brought up AI and when to give it up. Cause I kind of had the same thing written down on my paper. I got the big three written what? down on my paper and everything. This is kind of sick how we do this. Um, but I really wanted to ask you, you know, I don't know how tuned in you was or how much you caught of it. Um, or if you're even really a boxing fan, but did you see anything about this Mayweather Logan shit? That's wild because I watched on YouTube a video that showed all the quote unquote highlights. highlights. And it was basically just the whole fight. It was, yeah, it was basically the it whole fight. It was basically fight. just yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. fight with all the hugging taken out. For so sure. I did actually see it. Okay. So I, I guess that was my thing. So the, the one question that I have written down, you know, if you're a, a boxing fan to any magnitude is like, how do you feel about the audacity of particularly more Floyd Mayweather having this fight? Mm, see, when you said audacity, I started thinking about the Paul, bro. I don't know if it's Jake or Logan, but I was starting thinking Paul, about the, the Paul. duty. Paul. Okay. I think, so yeah. I... I I was thinking about him, but the audacity of Floyd Mayweather taking this fight. Yes. Honestly, to be real with you, bro, after after fight 50, after he got his 50th victory, when he fought Conor McGregor, like mm-hmm. I think I said here on the podcast, that was uh, Hulk Hogan versus Mr. T. For sure. So once he gave us Hulk Hogan versus Mr. T live on television, even in a more serious manner than this, like, that was a more serious thing than this. For sure. For his 50th For fight. Sure. For sure. Wes, that's a big, your that's 50th a, fight. You were 50 and 0, you undefeated. Went, you went 50 and 0 against a nigga that don't box. Like when he did that, to me, that just opens the gates for whatever the fuck. Well, like, and I, I, Floyd Mayweather will fight a kangaroo. Like, he don't yeah, give a for, fuck, For sure, definitely said that I before. feel like it's kind of, at this point, it's on us. If we keep putting more respect on his brand than he's putting on his brand, I'm hoping, it's our fault. That, and that's what I'm hoping. After this, what I'm hoping niggas really, because he told niggas flat out what he was doing. Like, shit, y'all keep letting me do this. I'm going to keep doing this. It's basically what he kept say. saying. But, like, what bothers me in that statement is that he's not recognizing that it's tarnishing a part of his legacy. Like nobody will ever No, but that's what I'm saying. He doesn't care because of what he did in actual boxing. You can never take mm-hmm. that away from him. Yeah. But like, it's the, who do I want to, who do he's almost turning into what we used to look like at Ray J. Like, mm, okay. okay. Like before we got up, like before we really figured out like, Oh no, Ray J really doesn't. And we know oh, Floyd no. Mayweather is really that nigga, but like, you're starting to look extra corny, bro. Like okay. when niggas really kind of respected you for, you know, even with the Conor McGregor shit, like, all right, bro, like we get it. Like that was a guaranteed dub for your 50th. All right, cool. Like, and a go, check. yeah, go, go sit there and do that. And like, I, I, the, you know, it, it goes back to like, when do niggas, when do you get the cue or like, wh- why do you just not, why are niggas just not okay with hanging it up? And that's why I really thought about the big three. Like, why do you niggas deem it necessary to go back and prove yourselves? Like, fam, you, uh, because why, why did Jordan not join the big three? Like, oh, this is a dumbed down league where I could probably go clean all you niggas up. No. Probably put up 13 in game. Yeah, but like even even the Wizards shit left a little stain on Jordan's career, but niggas understood that. But if Jordan were to go and play in the fucking Canada Basketball League, niggas would be like, "All right, Jordan, like what like, you doing in my what shoes? What the fuck man? are you doing, bro? Like this is absolutely ridiculous." And it's like, I I fuck with Floyd. I think I do think Floyd is the best best boxer on the face of planet Earth. Alpha like, the, yeah, the the, the boy is good. And even even though in that fight, and that's why I'm glad he said he's not for heat. 
he should not get back in a professional boxing ring. I don't think that. No, maybe he could no, no, maybe no. he could prove me wrong, and maybe enough people will say that that he might want to prove them wrong. I don't want to see him Roy Jones it though. Like I, that's to what me, I'm, one of the saddest what things I'm, in boxing is to go out there fam, and learn that in the squared circle. And this, don't learn and that in the squared circle. You said it perfectly because not even the, the Tyson and Roy Jones shit, like that was cool to, that that looked like rock'em socket robots, nigga, mm-hmm. out there punching each other in the goddamn chest and the stomach. See, and even shit, when like, I say Roy Jones it, I mean like Roy Jones, his confidence and his actual physicality and physical talent didn't decline at the same speed. Right, what right, I mean right. by that is he still thought he could move. Right. Roy still thought he was fast. Mm-hmm. And we all do that. Like, at, me at 39, sometimes I'll be thinking about just running down the street to see if I'm same. still fast. Same, fam. And then I'd like kind of feel at my hip, like, oh, I probably shouldn't do that. Because then if I fuck something up, then it's gonna be like that all. Bro, I'd be thinking about going to run basketball games and then think about how my ankles might feel afterwards. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, probably not. And, and it was a sad thing to see Roy Jones find that out in the ring and be actually getting hit when we wasn't used to seeing Roy get hit. And it but was sad. So I don't want to see Floyd get hit because part of what makes him a mystical figure in sports is that you could never hit this nigga. Well, because so and we that's don't what, want to see him get hit. And that's what I'm saying. I guess that's what makes it different for me because this is not even a he going in and doing this goofy shit and really like beating these niggas up. And you know what I'm saying? You going in there and it looks like you're just, it looks like you're trying to make it to the finish line. You know what I'm saying? Versus really trying to show the expertise that you, you know, the, the braggadocia that you give out there. And it's like, again, I get it. But at what point do you just want to be like, no, I'm going to let my legacy speak for itself. Like I, I did that over there with 50, 49, 48 real boxers. Like why do I need to come and fight these? And And, and that's what I really mean by audacity is like, the, the the Logan kid has only had one fight that he lost. Mm-hmm. And you went in there and fought, you know, and, and not for nothing, like, he has some form. Like, he knows how to box. Yeah. So, like, yeah. and I get it because you're not going back into the, but, like, to to me, that's that's the disrespect to the, to the sport of boxing. I because agree. there are boxers who have come up through the ranks who have really put the work in to be able to deserve that shot that he didn't give it to. And it's like if you if you because you feel like you're this anchor and this pillar of boxing, you should understand that. Because what if you know what if that was you in that position wanting to fight? You know that that's what you've thought about the whole time you've been training and coming up the boxing and shit. And this nigga go and fight some goofy off of Instagram. Bro, like I don't I don't respect. Mad. You're gonna lose your respect in the business. You know what I'm saying? Like same for any business, fam. In, in your industry, like if you go around doing a half-ass fucking job, niggas gonna be like, "Nah, this nigga cat ain't the one." Same thing for me. If I start slacking out, they're gonna be like, "Nah, he ain't it." Like, at, at what point in time do you care about you know your your work and your legacy actually speaking for itself? And that shit is just weird to me again. Like I say, like I get the concept of the big three, but like that would have been like Patrick Ewing going out to the fucking big three, fam. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know what I think sometimes when I ponder on Floyd Mayweather's career. I, I, I think that he just hasn't done a good job of building a brand that he can fall back on outside of the sport. I don't think he's made, and again, I could be wrong. I don't know that man's business, right, but it, right. to me be feeling like he ain't bought no golden corrals in Las Vegas or no used car dealership. I mean, I'm, I'm sure like he, we owns, know he ain't solidified yeah. no brand in the public. Like ain't nobody buying no money team hats. Them shits look stupid. Nah, yeah, but no, that's no. fair. You don't have to have something in the public. Right. I right. just don't feel like he's bought enough used car lots or something. Like it just be feeling like Floyd ain't did nothing with his money, but spread it out and throw him at strippers. Potentially. 
But I, I can see that. And I, like I said, you try to give the nigga the, the benefit of the doubt and the credit that you made all this money that you done did something responsible with it, you know, as far as buying businesses and shit. And like, may, maybe that's how you really, because I can understand that, like from a from a perspective of being somebody who really is like on that level and shit, like I don't want to slap my name on car dealerships all around Vegas because then that might make niggas not want to come by for me because they already feel like I got well, enough. You got to do it the like... Cameron way. You got to do it the Cameron way and own the businesses and have your name nowhere I near. I mean, but th- but that's what I'm saying. So that that could be happening right now. He could own half of Las Vegas and nobody fucking knows because his name isn't slapped over everything. But like, but if we he know... does, why does he behave this way though? But I I don't know. But I think it was very telling because of everything that he's done for the sport of boxing in Las Vegas specifically that the Las Vegas Boxing Commission turned him down for this fucking fight. And I think that says something to the integrity mm. of how Las Vegas feels about boxing. Go do that funky-ass shit in Miami, bro. We're yeah, not playing that around here. We nah, we, you're here. not going to make us look... We, we got a circus down the street, bro. We don't need it in here. <laughs> right. Nah, that's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. Nah, I don't know what Floyd doing, bro. He making base head moves. But... <laughs> Like like somebody once said, bro, uh, we the ones sitting here broke as hell laughing at a millionaire, so maybe the joke's on us. Um, I mean, maybe. I think that was J. Cole. Yeah, yeah, J. Cole did say that. That album was overrated. Moving on, bro. Uh, Uh, No, wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop, because you said, and that's, see, again, art imitates life, life imitates art, however you want to put it. Lil Lil Durk, Lil 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 Baby. baby. Yeah, Lil Durk, Lil Baby. How did you feel about the album? Just real quick, we don't got to stay here long. That album's overrated. Those that al- artists okay. are overrated. Let me and let me ask you. Songs of "Got It Out the Mud." When are y'all gonna be tired <laughs> Wait, of these I'm... rappers giving y'all "Got It Out the Mud" verses, bro? Like when they got a million dollars of jewelry. How many melodic "Got It Out the Mud" verses do y'all niggas want, bro? <laughs> it's starting to make me mad. Like seriously. All right, like, but let I, me. I, I hate coming off as the angry hip hop right. dad. Right. I ne- I never wanted to sound this way, bro. But when when niggas kick. To me, how dope Lil Baby is. And shout out to Reese, bro. Reese, I'm not talking to you particularly. Because Reese hits me up anytime Lil Baby drops and be like, yeah. if this ain't the one, you ain't gonna I, never I remember, I remember the baby versus Lil Baby conversation. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I gave it up, bro. Lil Baby won. Like, he won that debate. But mm-hmm. when Lil Baby drops anything, he always hits me up to check if I heard it to see if I'm being convinced yet. And I was kind of having a long text back and forth with him about, like, fam, I'm not saying he whack because he's not. He's he is not. not. He's whack. definitely not. I was about to say, I'm baby, definitely saying be saying that. some shit. Like, little baby is not whack. Yeah, but to me, he just they y'all have ballooned him up in such a way that, like, I be thinking that y'all are hearing different words than what he's saying. Like, what are y'all? This nigga, bro, he gives us got it out the mud on every. I think the thing, like the how thing about, long are we going to listen to this? I mean, right, for sure. That's why I say that. That's a different thing. But I think the thing about Baby White Niggas, like, Baby, I don't think I've heard Lil Baby say nothing lame yet. Okay. Okay. You know, every, I think even with so Drake, like, you, Drake, mm, Hove, like. You're saying kind, mm, on a consistent basis. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what He's does gonna it. He's always say something that hits you. Absolutely. In absolutely. Okay. I think all the other rappers get to a point where they got to say something corny. And mm-hmm. baby just ain't ain't made it there yet, for that. real, for real. But like, oh, did you did you like the album? Did you like? Do you think it was good music on there? Like, how, how do you feel? It and, and to, I apologize if this comes off disrespectfully, but I just didn't feel a way. Like I played it, I listened to it all the way mm-hmm. through, and I felt nothing when it went off. I can like, understand. I, I can understand I, that I because nothing. well, again, it because it's one of those like we probably again we probably should not have gotten sixteen out of the mud verses. We probably could have got a little bit more content wise from them, but like. 
I, I understand it. I get what the play was for, but like I specifically asked you all of that because I want to ask you this. I saw a nigga make a post today. A nigga who makes music, a nigga who some of his music I do tend to like. Um okay. but I, I don't know this guy personally, um, none of that shit. But he posted on his Facebook, he said that the Lil Baby Lil Dirk album was one hundred thousand times better than the J. Cole album. So okay, I now, I only want to jump to a, a take on this, right? Because let, let's look at it realistically. Well, let me let me tell if you what I responded. The dude that posted this is really into Lil Baby, right? If the, if Lil Baby is your guy, I could see feeling that way because if All Lil right, Baby hold is on. your guy and he dropped me, this, then he's speaking directly I to don't you. Because you, you cape it for homie right now, and I really want to okay. let you know that this, it, because somebody else commented on it, I feel like he might be a J. Cole partial hater. But okay. this is also the same fella who I have seen post Mac Miller is better than Tupac. So I want you to, I want you to, thank you. Thank yeah. You I want, that. yeah. I want you to, I want you to hold, I want you to bite down on that one okay, time. For that sure, for sure. So let me, let me Absolutely. jump back. Let me jump back. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and my response to him was, uh, what, what, I forget what my first response was, but like fam, like that, that's not accurate. Like you, you can't say that. And, and his other homeboy <laughs> told him that was cap and he going to post like y'all go listen. And I responded like, I have a few times to both albums, like, and I might even partially agree with you, but a hundred thousand times, fam, like y'all. Again, this is, I think that's about to be my. Times is just a lot of times. It's, a, it's, it's just, just a lot, a lot of times, bro, and that's just not true. Like, and I want. If you niggas, wanted to get on your socials and say the little baby Dirk, the the Legend of Heroes or Legends what, of the Fall, whatever that's called, the hero, the the voice of the tiger listen yeah. if you want to get on your socials and say that that is better than j cole's album yeah you say that but like i'm okay with that and, like say that that's fine and, 100 times and, and it's just too many yeah he caught me fresh out of like pod mode from yesterday so <laughs> i was still, i was i was in my music bag yeah and that's why i was telling like fam like i'm even I'm, i might even agree with you a little bit but a hundred thousand times is just too much it's, it's not that it's not that many times better bro because j listen here the interlude off of J. Cole's album is probably the best song. Like the first one that came out, he really saying some like that's the that's the I feel that. Like that's the that's the growing up in a neighborhood that you consider the projects type of like the kids out. Like that's that shit that I, you know, I, I really feel that to, to my soul. But like I just wanted to drop that on you that he's, you know, the, the hundred thousand times is what bothered me there. Can I just say this and be honest with you? This mm. might be stirring the pot, but I don't I don't even have my full what I want to say about this yet, but I just want to say this here and put a bookmark in it in case it grows bigger and we have to revisit it in detail. Mm -hmm. The more I listen to the J Cole album, the less I like it. Like I was really high on it the day it dropped the next day, but the more times I put it in and like I put it in the earbuds to listen to it, the more I listen to it, the less I like it. I I, I tend to like it more, but I tend to like it more towards the end of the album. Like, Mm -hmm. The um, like I say, the the interlude, um, or the 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 let go my hand joint, the interlude and um, close, I think are three very good songs. Question for you: You seen any of his videos? I know yes. niggas don't watch videos yes, anymore. I but have. haven't seen any yes. of the visuals. He's dropped a lot of them. Yeah, all in New York, which like, I find weird. How you like them? They're very basic to me. I hate them. I, I mean, I, I'm not, yeah, they're like there's nothing astonishing about these videos at all. Like. And you know I, what? I'm not even saying I hate him from a standpoint of um, I wish he would have did better. You made all that money with the album and you giving us gritty videos shot with an iPhone. Like, that's not even my beef with it. To me, they reek of effort. Like, it, it to me, J. Cole is giving off too much. I want y'all to believe that I'm still on the 
ground level. Like it, can, it's, to me, it just reeks of trying to convince us you ground level. Like fam, you can be a megastar without wearing big chains and still be okay. You don't have to keep convincing us that you in a hood. Like I okay, mean, you didn't did you did you There's not get did you not get it. that from when he went back to Muhammad's crib? <laughs> so that was a okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I hate you. So <laughs> when when Cole does it to me, it just feels it reeks of effort. When Kendrick does it, when Kendrick gives you vid- visuals of him in a crip hood in somebody's front yard, I always feel like them niggas that he's in their yard, they know him. For sure. When J. Cole run around New York City, it always, to me, this is just my personal opinion, it always, to me, looks like he's looking just behind the camera to make sure nobody walks up on his crew because they don't know what the fuck he's doing. On I, I feel like it's like the area is like vetted out. Like nobody can be within so far. Like, because even in a lot of those that you like see, like, I mean, but again, this is one of those, again, to your point, like maybe he's just it trying to keep like it I really. Like Cole right now. I love For Cole sure, but like. Maybe he's just trying to keep it really, really grassroots. Like when he did the whole for your eyes thing and he was riding the bike through New York. Like I think he's just trying to let people know that he's not letting all the money. And even with the little documentary that you put out, like I still am concerned about my family. Like I built a studio in the house because I want to be home. I'm normal. I'm regular. I think he's really and like you say, it might be overproduced to really put like that to put to that normal. out there. Maybe, fam, but like you if just it, play for Rwanda's but, basketball. But you want but, but you want to know what? No, we can't do this, cat, because what it made me think about, this is the same reason why we love Dave Chappelle. Because Dave Chappelle just, can walk around any fucking city. I was just about to bring yeah. up Dave Chappelle as an example. But to I, I think me, J. Cole for wants some to be reason, that. Dave Chappelle feels genuine when he did it like genuine Dave well, be, Chappelle genuinely well because, just went away well because Dave Chappelle didn't like show himself randomly walking into coffee shops and giving goddamn you know comedy specials real quick like but you would me, literally you would you literally just see away. Dave out yeah he went yeah, away but like, you would literally actually just see Dave out he was like, at the pizza spot in Ohio like goddamn that was Dave the only place we see J. Cole out is on J. Cole's camera showing us that he's outside <laughs> doing regular stuff yeah like you say you, know, you won't get a you know Dave Chappelle popped up in our wedding photos out of J. Cole because I mean, and maybe maybe that speaks to his level of celebrity at this point. Like maybe it backfired he's not on him. Bigger than Dave maybe was. he's not, but maybe his seclusion for his fan base, you know, created that MF Doom type of you know Tech Nine type of shit. Like when we see you, we go crazy because we don't see you. So like maybe he did it to himself, but maybe that's why he's trying to you know push this whole I'm normal, I'm normal. I just ride a bike through New York City. You guys don't have to run down on me, like. Bro, you're you're J Cole. You had like you now, bro. You stand out. You wear nothing but sweats and weird clothes, and you have the Jesus dreads. Like you're now gonna you be noticed. Like yeah. yeah, I see you. I can I, see you. I can see you, bro. Yeah. Oh no, bro. Uh, what else we got? Are we we getting close on time? Huh? We are getting close. I want to add. I, fuck it. I got you. Um, did you see? I, I found this part interesting. Um, you know, la- last week or whatever week this fucking happened, that this is the first time in 10 years there's no LeBron James or Steph Curry in the playoffs. Um, they won't be in the finals. It is kind of crazy to think about that, that it's been that long. Like, I, that's crazy to think about Steph even being in the league that long. Um, but what I thought was interesting, and I think I saw this yesterday, that the only news that came out of all of that was that LeBron James is going back to number six. Damn. <laughs> When I saw that news and that shit hit my phone harder, that shit hit my phone harder than the Phoenix Suns being up 2-0. Fam, fam, I said, is this the only thing y'all can give us? And it took the whole NBA postseason headlines. Bro, I said, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Like, 
And see, uh, and, me, and again, this is a whole That's different so conversation that we probably don't have time to get into. But like, are you trying to? Are you trying to? Are you trying to like allude that you about to like? Go back and go hard like you did when you was in Miami when you changed the number for the first us, time. Like that's what he wants us to think. But all it really is is that his number is six in Space Jam, and now that Space Jam is about to come out, and wow. Nike is letting him come because he wanted to come out of twenty three when uh, when Anthony Davis got to right. LA. Right. But Nike was like, Nah, we pressed these jerseys up because you can't do this to us. Right. So now that Space Jam is about ah. to come out, that's why he's really switching to six. He wants us to think that oh, I'm going back that. Heat right, but, I, but no, I also thought it was insane. interesting off of that that the Miami Heat have retired number twenty three because of For Michael who? Jordan because of Michael Jordan. Oh, okay, and okay. the Mavs have retired number twenty four because of Kobe. Very yeah, weird that the, the teams that the they Mavs did not did. play for. Very weird, but like I get it. Like it's kind of a, like, but why? I, I I get the Jordan and Miami thing because I I remember there being a movement of nobody should wear twenty three ever again. Right, right. And Miami might have just felt like, well, we gonna take a step forward and see if y'all niggas follow suit. I get that. Never wearing twenty four ever again. Again, no disrespect to Kobe. Love Kobe. Respect to the whole Bryant family. But niggas should be allowed to wear twenty four. I don't know, fam. I I twenty four. I, I think because you know Kobe's accolades is up there in the same rankings as there. as Jordan's. If you're gonna retire, so are you saying niggas can't wear six again because LeBron is better than Kobe. Is not, it just because Kobe LeBron, dead? We can't wear it no more. Yes, yes, I think that absolutely plays oh, a part in this. Because it, well, because it's tragic. It was tragic, fam. Like that is tragic, and that is a real. If it's you're not gonna, tragic. if you're not gonna make Kobe the logo, retire his fucking number. If you made me pick. Between nobody can wear twenty four ever again or make Kobe Bean Bryant the logo, I'd rather him be the logo. I'd much rather him be the logo, much rather. Yeah, yeah I'm with you on that. And to, I mean, shit, the logo don't mean you're the greatest player of all time because Kobe it's is Jerry not West, right? It's Jerry, Jerry West, West right now. <laughs> He's been surpassed long ago. He ain't even the greatest white Laker. Of and all fam, time. no, like it's it's not even it's not an iconic pose or nothing, fam. At this point, everybody has just looked it up and just knows it's Jerry West. Like if, right. if you just don't know it's Jerry, or West. or we even just know it's supposed to be Jerry West. Like yeah. NBA ain't never even came out. <laughs> Every time you ask the NBA, they be like, "Nigga, I ain't that nigga, bro." Mm-hmm. So I don't know what y'all talking about. But okay, before we get out of here, I got this one thing that <laughs> I saw out here while I was walking to work that I just wanted to talk to you about because you. Might while he was die. walking to work, you back to walking. I'm back to walking. I'm back okay. to walking. Did I tell you why? No. Okay, well, I won't be long. I'll just tell you why, and then I'll tell you the story. I'm back to walking to work because we got the two cars, and you mm-hmm. know I, I live a 10, 15-minute walking distance from mm-hmm. my job. Mm-hmm. So to drive, it takes three to five minutes. Mm-hmm. I was getting home too fast, bro. <laughs> 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 well, see, this is why I fuck with you, because you get what that means. I do. I that is, home yo, that's the realest shit I heard all I day. I clock out at 2.30. <laughs> And, and I'm, I'm walking in my house by 234. And if yeah. and I don't like it because there's a thing like you have to, when you get off work after eight and a half hours, decompression. you have to decompress. Absolutely. Yes. You got to decompress. You need time to breathe. You need time to like, you know what I mean? That half mm-hmm. hour driving that commute and listening to the traffic radio and shit and thinking if you're going to get Wendy's or not, all that shit is important. So by the time you get in the house and put your keys on the counter, you are glad to be home. I didn't Absolutely. have enough time to be glad to be home. So, by the time I clock out, I get home, 
Cameron's tugging on me. I'm trying to, you know, kiss my wife, hearing how her day went. It just felt like more work day. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like the work yeah, day yeah. just was endless. And sure. I didn't ever want, like, I, I don't feel good about being grumpy towards my wife or my daughter who's home, glad to see me and being like, right, y'all got to give right, me right. an hour to just lay on right. the couch and be quiet. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I, feel that. I went back to walking to her from work because that little 15 minutes it make a difference. plays a big part in just make a difference. being able to just no, that's what's up. Shout out clouds, to that, watch birds. And it'd be hot as fuck when I walk home right now. So I'd be mm-hmm. glad to be home because, like, right. nigga, that sun just beat me up. I'm glad I'm home now. So shut, anyway. shut up to you for knowing yourself on that. I know myself. So yeah, that's good. I was walking home and I saw an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. There was a woman on a motorcycle. Women are absolutely allowed to be on motorcycles. <laughs> I was about to say, is that the interesting guy? <laughs> <laughs> My wife wants a motorcycle. It made me think about her. She said Mine one day she's going to get her one. Maybe we'll let them ride together. Maybe but they gotta they gotta ask us. They gotta have helmets. But she was she, the lady was riding her motorcycle, right? Nice motorcycle. She was doing her thing. You could tell she knew what she was doing. But here's what tickled me: <laughs> she had her significant other on the back. No, and he made the conscious decision that he was not going to hold her waist, so he was leaning back, grabbing the backwards bars. And it made him look worse. Way worse. Way <laughs> it looks fucking worse. worse. Bro, so it I just tickled me because I was like, I understand you don't want to grab her waist because it make you, I guess, feel less like a man, whatever. But what you chose to do makes you look way worse, bro. Nah, you got to grab her shoulders or something, fam. Like, yeah, you look like a thought on the back of that joint. But you that's so crazy. Like I, seen, I, seen a, I seen a dude on the back of his baby's bike a couple weeks ago. And like at that, at that very moment, I said, you will never... Catch me on the back of my wife's bike. See, I was going to ask you that. Never. So if your wife got her bike and you didn't have a bike and she wanted to ride and she asked you, like she asked you specifically, hey, come ride with me. Because look, because it's a thing. Getting a feel for All the right. weight of having somebody True. on your bike is a thing. You're going to need that practice. What if she asked you newly getting her license, getting a feel for her bike? Hey, babe. I need to get a feel for what it's like to have a second body on here. Would you go with me on a couple trips around the block so I can get a feel for it? What is your no. answer? My answer is no and no cap. If you want to do that, like, you got to have a Honda Goldwing with the whole extra seat behind you with that I ain't even got. Back. Yeah. With the big boy back? With the big boy back. Now, that mm. I'll ride on happily with the big boy behind back. Her? But like, yeah. Are you going to grab her waist? No, you don't have to with those. You got a whole seat. Like you can just be oh, in the seat. The you don't gotta hold. You don't gotta hold on. But like, am I getting on the back of your fucking Harley with the with the fast back and holding on around? I will. Pink I'm stupid. Fan. Like I'm stupid like that. If I were to get on the back of my wife's bike, I'm definitely holding her around the waist, hugging up I'm on her back and everything. And I'm gonna grind her butt a little bit just so I'm, like you I'm well smiling, riding down the road. No, that's a fact. I think Absolutely. I would do the same thing. I think I would do the same thing. Um, I, I think I got her out though, right? Mm-hmm. If my wife was to ask me the same question and be like, hey, babe, I'm newly getting my license. I'm starting to get a feel for it. I want to practice having somebody on the back of me because, I don't know, maybe Jay wants to ride with me one day. And I want to know what it's like so that I'm not learning this with our child on the back. You know why I'm bailed out of this, though, Wes? What's that? I can just tell her, like, babe, I'm over 300 pounds. If you have anybody of my size on the back of your bike... We got more things to talk about than whether I'm going to grab your ways. This has been the Dit and Butter Program. Man, we appreciate y'all fucking with us. We had a good time, man. It just feels like we just did this. It feels like we did this yesterday. 
That's crazy, bro. Nuts. Hey, make sure y'all tell a friend to tell a friend, man, to check us out each and every Friday. If this is your first time, we appreciate you being here. If you've been here for all 90 plus of these things, we appreciate you being here. You getting the same special as everybody else getting at T-Mobile around here. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. My name is Kat. Like I always say, you can check out uh, my bonus content at catandcrunch.com or Cat and Crunch on YouTube. And uh, yeah, man, thank y'all for coming and checking us the fuck out. Absolutely, man. We fuck with y'all the long way. It's your boy, West No T, a.k.a. Emory Young. Motherfucking goddamn cool around this bitch. You play a partner. P-O-D-N-A. At Forever Young 89 on Instagram. Fuck with me, dude. Yes, sir. Like I say, each and every week. Please don't let niggas be faking my funeral because you never know. My dad might have put me in that casket after he heard this after episode. After he listened nigga. to a few of these episodes. And, hey, Pop, tell a friend to tell a friend, my guy. <laughs> and mind your fucking business. <laughs> we'll catch y'all next week. You've been listening to the Dipped in Butter program with Kat and Wes. Join them next week for some more regular, degular shit. <laughs>